Hi guys, welcome to the Macworld podcast. This is episode 569 for August 16, 2017. I'm Oscar Raimundo, I'm a staff writer for Macworld, and I am joined today again by uh, Leah Yamshon, our managing editor. Hello. And Mike Simon joining us from uh, uh, via satellite, our staff <laughs> Hello, writer everyone. for Macworld. Hi, everyone. So uh, in this week's podcast, we're live on Facebook and on Twitter. So if you have any comments or questions about the topics that we're going to be talking to today, let us know, comment, and then uh, Adam will let us know if there's something interesting happening in the Internet. Okay, let's get started. The first thing I wanted to talk about today was uh, there was a big story in the Wall Street Journal this morning about Apple spending a billion dollars on new original programming. And last week we talked about Carpool Karaoke. It was the big launch of Carpool Karaoke. And we also talked a little bit about Planet of the Apps. So we're just sort of like dissecting the Apple content strategy. And now it seems like they're putting some big money into these shows. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, if they really want to be successful in the streaming game, they're going to have to invest in um, some original content that isn't mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of what we were talking about with um, Planet of the Apps and Carpool Karaoke. It's not that the shows are terrible. They're just nothing special. They're kind of safe bets, um, easy-ish to produce. Yeah. so in order for it to really, for Apple Music to really take off, they're going to need a big hit. Yeah. So it makes sense that they're investing. Uh, I wonder what they're going to do. Well, yeah, you can. But the thing is, like, you can spend a lot of money on bad shows. Like That's you can true. spend <laughs> like the production value on Carpool Karaoke was like off the hook. There was like a helicopter and Will Smith and all those people are getting paid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just because you're spending a lot of money on it doesn't mean that it's going to be something that people are going to want to watch. Right. I don't know what the budget for the shows that they produced are. Yeah. But a, a billion dollars does sound like a lot of, of a huge investment. I do know that uh, uh, maybe like a month ago they said that, and Tim Cook said it during the quarterly reports that they hired some some Hollywood heavy hitters. Uh, among them, uh, one of the guys responsible for Breaking Bad. So perhaps they're going to get into a little bit more original programming that's not this kind of reality stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because so a billion dollars does sound like a lot of money. And it is considering, you know, in the article, it says that HBO spent half of that last year. And uh, so five hundred million dollars. That's a lot of Game of Thrones that you can. There's a lot of like big budget shows that you can do. So a billion dollars seems like a lot of money. But also that's how much money Netflix or um, Amazon spent when they first got into the game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like transparent wasn't like big budget or anything like that. So it's so interesting to see how much money these shows cost to make and like how something like game of Thrones and like can be just like way, not as expensive as you would think compared to like something like carpool karaoke or something yeah. like that. Uh, mm-hmm. That wall street journal article said that on average, one episode of game of Thrones costs $10 million yeah. to make. Um, other shows, like I think Netflix was spending between like two and five million dollars per episode on Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. and House of Cards when that yeah. first came out. Um, so, you know, Game of Thrones has so many visual effects. Like yeah. that's clearly where HBO was spending mm-hmm. their money on. And that's what drove like the cost per episode up for that. So I don't know if Apple would get into the big like special effects. Yeah. CG. And would that tie into like the show? Apple Music brand right because like another part of the article was that it could be for apple music or it could be for like a standalone 
right. streaming service. So like a different a different subscription that you would need. They would need to have so much content to spin it off. Well, a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, but like they would need more than just their original content. They would have right. to like, I yeah. don't know, maybe buy up this Disney platform right. that's right, supposedly right, right. coming in 2019 yeah. to like yeah. have enough content to really like get off the ground. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, a billion dollars, it's only worth it if the shows are worth it. That, yeah, that's and I, I do think a, a, an Apple video streaming service is definitely the next thing that, the next service that releases. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you mentioned Disney. That's the first thing I thought of when they said they were pulling away from yeah. Netflix is Apple because mm-hmm. they're already pretty tight with them. Yeah. You know, they have the whole Pixar or Steve Jobs connection. And, you know, if Apple scored Disney, just like it did for Netflix, that's a huge boon to a new service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we're like, for a long time, we've been talking about like mini bundles and it's like, it's already happening from the companies. Like it's not even consumers being able to do it so much. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, Apple's going to have its own thing and, you know, Disney's having its own thing and uh, ESPN is having its own mm-hmm. thing. Like I would think like a Disney thing would be like ESPN and like Marvel movies and Star Wars and Disney movies. So like it would be like just like all of their content like yeah. into one thing. And but all the doing... ABC shows too. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think at one point people are going to just have to like cancel their cable subscriptions because they can't afford Apple Music, Spotify, another Apple thing, Netflix, HBO, like all of these separate things that are coming along that are way more convenient and easier to like set up on your Apple TV. But, you know, at some point, like what is the like what is the breaking point of like how much money you have to spend on all these mini bundles like I'm, I'm already like racking yeah. up like 30 30 40 bucks and there's more things coming mm-hmm. and things are getting siloed into different little mm-hmm. platforms it's interesting to see like what's going to be that point where people are gonna like what something's gonna give you know i mean it seems as though the reason why apple has waited this long to get in this game is that they want to have a one-size-fits-all service yeah. with ESPN and Disney and yeah. everything else. And, you know, the the studios and the networks have been resistant to that. And, you know, we'll see if someone can crack that. Because right now, you're right, there's just there's too many of them. Yeah. It's easier just to sign up for Comcast or, or whatever your provider is and right. just say, forget it. Right. But that's also like, I don't know, my Comcast bill is like over 100 bucks. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it's like cheaper... To have cable and Wi-Fi than just just Wi-Fi, just, just Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is we just shows to their strategy to what right. they're like trying to that's what it trying is, to sell, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and then another thing also on the Wall Street Journal article that was interesting was that Apple, you know, for a long time, like Apple could have just like bolstered Netflix and HBO Go because they're getting a cut of all those subscriptions too. Mm-hmm. They're like from the App Store, sure. so now they're kind of you know, like having to do this like balance between do we become the competitor? Um, and it's just an interesting point that like even when Apple loses, it wins because everything like even with Spotify, <laughs> like even if Spotify sure. wins, Apple still gets a cut from that. It's just so funny that um, I guess having a monopoly is uh, good for that. Yeah. Well, on the, on the flip side, I mean, it's one thing to dump money into recreating, you know, a uh, whole system. Uh, what if what if they bought somebody? What if they bought a studio? What if they bought a platform yeah. that was already in place? I mean, yeah. who who do you think would be good for Apple to buy? Well, they were talking about buying Time Warner for a long time when Time mm-hmm. Warner was like on the chopping oh, block, yeah. and that's HBO, that's mm-hmm. CNN, that's like a bunch of crazy, That'd be huge. big channels. Yeah, I, I mean, and it was it was going to be like a billion dollars, wasn't it? I mean, it was yeah. some or maybe like a hundred billion. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know why that didn't 
come through. I mean, well, yeah. Is, is, didn't AT&T, is that the AT&T merger? Yeah. I think that they, um, they like you know, they're, they're, they're with Time Warner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all these companies, they're all up for sale for the right price. Yeah. And Apple has what, $200 billion just to spend at its, at its fancy. I mean, they have so much, but they, they can buy anyone they want. Yeah. But they also and don't pay for it, but they also don't want to just like, like have it be wasted. You know what I mean? I think if they're, they're going to sure. spend that much money, even though they have it, they're not just going to buy something because they can. They're going to buy something well, because they, they see They did it. spend $3 billion on Beats. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, you know, uh, what's $10 billion on Netflix? Yeah. Or, you know, $50 billion yeah. on, on Comcast yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I know. I just want them to like buy HBO and get it over with because this is so <laughs> ridiculous. But another thing I was reading a long time ago when all of this was happening was that Apple's like revenue from this, um, area, um, from original programming was expected to be a certain number. And even if they were to acquire Netflix, that's only half of what they are expecting to make. So I think they're, it's interesting that not even Apple acquiring Netflix would sort of get to the goal of what they want to do in terms of Mm -hmm. the money that they want to make. Um, I'll have to find that article and post it in the link because I don't know off the top of my head, but, um, yeah. Is that because it's such like a huge investment that they're like, if we if we can't get this return on investment, l- yeah. let's not do it. Well, I think, and then I'm um, uh, maybe the maybe the profit line because Netflix also you know spends a lot of money on royalties right. and all that stuff. So I think just like making up for that, um, I don't know if it was necessary revenue, but I mean, and Netflix is spending six billion dollars on content, which is insane yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't I didn't but, think that many people were had Netflix. If they don't, I mean, if Netflix doesn't have original shows that people want to watch, the people are going to drop the yeah. subscription now. That's that's what it's become. Yeah. And most of Netflix original content has been really good. Like they were yes. the first streaming platform to start to be like nominated for yeah. uh, Emmys mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, even their like documentary series have been yeah. very good. Yeah. They're, they're going to like Sundance and like Cannes mm-hmm. Film Festival and like... Mm-hmm. Just buying shows, like buying movies on the spot. Yeah. It's insane. Like at first Netflix approach was like, let's just get as much stuff as possible onto our platform to like get as many subscribers. And then they were really investing in thoughtful, like Mm well-produced original content with like unique storylines and everything. Well, and then especially they, they lost stars Mm -hmm. and they were like, okay, if, you know, if, if it's not up to us, uh, you know, what, (laughs) what's going to be on our platform, we need to take that power in our hands. So they want to get to a spot where everything on Netflix is Netflix original content. So that's right. uh, Content is king. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Apple adopting a similar model of buying a service and then investing in their own content. But the thing about Netflix though now is that I kind of miss like the third party content they used to have, like Disney, you know, they used to have so many other things besides their original shows mm-hmm. and not all of their original shows are awesome. No, no. So I'll, I'll scroll through and see some stuff. I'm like, what? That's a show. <laughs> but like they're probably, they probably know there's like an audience that they're yeah. trying to like, yeah. they're so good with all those numbers, <laughs> yeah. but um they have a lot of random superhero shows right now that well, I've yeah. never even heard of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all the, the Marvel archives, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, that universe. one superhero that we had a comic book in 1963? Let's Give make him a home. show. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Why um, not? All right, give him a show. Okay, so let's move on to uh, some rumors uh, this week about the new Apple Watch Series 3, which is rumor, rumor alert. Rumor alert. Ooh. We should have like a little yeah. ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, which is uh, rumored to be coming out in the fall to be announced at the same time of, as the iPhone 8 that we've been hearing about for years. Um, and, and then the big thing with this Apple Watch is that it will finally have LTE built in so that you won't need to be uh, have your iPhone nearby in order to access um, cellular data. Finally, I mean, Finally. are people really wanting this? I, you know, I, well, I'm an Android Wear user, and yeah. I, I don't care to have, like. I know there's some people who maybe want to go running and leave their phone behind and stuff, but I, yeah. you know. So you can already do that with the Apple Watch Series Two since they added GPS to it. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, okay. So you can leave your phone behind for like the the fitness data, but you couldn't receive calls on your phone or anything mm-hmm. like that. Or but, notifications or anything. Right. Like that. Yeah. Um, then what are what else are you wanting to get away from your phone? Like what? Why else would you be away from your phone? I think for a long time, like when the Apple Watch and wearables were first starting to come up, people were like, "Oh my God, this is going to be like its own thing," and I won't like it will replace my, right. my smartphone. And then we've yeah. come to realize that there's nothing that's going to replace your smartphone for a long time so have like i think i've just gotten used to it being a companion device mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. having it like and having my phone with me at all times um but yeah and i i don't know i think i i, I think just because also like other people or other manufacturers other android wear um makers have this that apple just thinks like maybe we should do it too i don't know well but that's the problem is that android where you know has the the ones that have integrated LTE have to have a bigger battery, have to have the yeah. radios, have to have all this stuff where it's like, you know, I, I can't see Apple sacrificing on some of those things. So, you know, they if this is true, then they had to have, you know, solved some some major things. But also, I, I just was it worth it I, I, or is it going to be worth it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this seems like a feature that people think they want, but in reality isn't necessarily something that they would use. Um, It's certainly, I don't know if it would be something that users would be willing to spend the extra, you know, $15 a month, $20 a month, whatever it's going to be to add that device to their plan. Plus Um, the cost of the watch, no doubt. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the cost of of the device. That's true. Because it's going to cost, it'll cost more to get an LTE version of the watch than it would to have the non-LTE version. Um, Mike, you just wrote a really great piece that we ran today on the site um, about some of these things that the watch would have to have and sacrifice in the style department. Um, One of the things you mentioned was the battery size and for it to get the good battery life. Yeah, um, I've tested a bunch of Android Wear LTE. There's there's probably like maybe five or six of them that are that are on the market now and they're all i I have i'll show you one here if i can show you they're all monstrous like like here's the apple watch Uh and here's i mean this is the same size they're supposed to be the same size is that the 42 millimeter apple watch this is 42 yeah oh yeah and this is a a, you know presumably the same this is 45 millimeters so it's it's not that much bigger but it's it's way thicker it's just chunkier and you know i don't I don't wear it as, as often as I would. <laughs> See, here's the thing with, with LTE that I've always wanted in a watch and I haven't gotten it yet, and I'm hoping Apple can deliver it. What I want to be able to do is when I go on vacation or dinner or wherever I'm going, leave my phone at home 
but still get calls, still get notifications and not have the distraction of Mm -hmm. a phone in my pocket, but still get, stay up to date with important things. Yeah. And the Android watches, um, some of them do it. The battery life is terrible. And you know, with the Apple watch, you have to have your phone. And I think what people wanted with, with the first Apple watch was that Mm -hmm. they want to say, all right, I have this watch on my wrist. My phone's not with me, but I can still get my notifications. Still know if someone emails me, still know if somebody, um, you know, calls me or, you know, whatever the weather, the news, whatever it is, like little bits of information. And if Apple does it right, then you know, it, it could be, it could be a huge product, Yeah. but the battery life is a concern because it's going, you know, Apple needs to hit that all day, 18 hour number. It can't die at six o'clock. Like most of the Android wear ones do. It has to last the whole day. So that's, that's one. And number two is the design. They're not going to sacrifice their design. They're not going to make a 49 millimeter watch just so they can say it has LTE. They're not going to do that. Yeah. So, you know, it needs to look the same maybe be a little thicker and, you know, last all day and still be able to have that Apple look and feel. Yeah. So it's a question of whether or not, you know, they've solved that. I'm sure they have because they wouldn't be doing it if they didn't. Well, (laughs) (laughs) let's not, let's not be too optimistic here because I mean, there's, you're right. There's a lot of questions that this, it's like solving a problem that most people don't have. And it's interesting I don't even think that many people have a use for a watch now. Um, so I don't know if LTE is for like the power. Like, I don't know if there's an Apple watch power use, yeah. you know, a subset so, of a subset. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, well, and uh, actually just cause I don't know. Uh, cause like I said, I'm in the Android ecosystem. I'm sorry. I'm talking, uh, Rude. but yeah, <laughs> which, which additions do you guys have and what's, what's the battery life like it for you guys? So I'm rocking the OG series one Apple watch sport, just like the regular aluminum one. Um, and I've had it for like, since it came out. So over two years now it came out in 2015, right? Yeah. So yeah, I've had this thing for over two years and the battery life is garbage at this point so oh. it's and i mean it's just it used Nick to it's be, off right now <laughs> no it, it's fine now but if i had gone for a, a run this morning it would have been dead by six o'clock wow. seven o'clock so huh. now if i don't use its workout feature um it usually will last until about you know 10 p.m or so huh. so on like a monday through friday situation that's okay but on the weekends when i'm up a little later you know and, and out and about um it usually doesn't make it home. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, huh? but it used yeah. to be better. It's just that I have an old watch and it's gone through some versions of like watch OS yeah. updating, which like yeah. adds new features that really weren't meant for this watch. It was more designed for some of the newer watches. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? I have a, a series one as well, mm-hmm. but I have the stainless steel one and it's they're like hard to get now. Yeah. Like it's just either aluminum or like a really, really expensive, like $10,000 watch. Uh, so I'm going to hold on to this baby for as long as I can. And I, but my battery life lasts all day. Basically, I don't have any problems with that, but I also don't really work out that much. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. I don't there you know. go, Leah. You just need to stop working yeah. out so much. I mean, that's, that's okay. a problem. I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice. You're holding it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael? Yeah, I have the um, the black stainless steel, which I'm not sure they make anymore. Maybe. I don't even remember. This is this is the, I guess it's Series Zero because they have a Series. It's really confusing. They, they have a Series 1 and a Series 2 for sale. 
the Series 1 has a new chip, but it's the old, no GPS. Oh. Or something, so I don't know, but I have the like just like you guys, the very first. Yeah, yeah. So maybe ours so, but, isn't even technically yeah. series one, yeah. right? The, I think it's I think it's series launch. Zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the is a little confusing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mine does not have GPS. Yeah, but my my battery life is is fine. But I don't I, I don't push it either. I just kind of you know use it for simple things, notifications, looking at the time, you know, the occasional directions, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do know uh, my my father has one, and his battery life is horrible as well. So. Yeah, your 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 mileage varies. Yeah, it's a big problem. Any of our uh, viewers out there, if you have questions about the Apple Watch or if you're wearing uh, an Apple Watch and it has bad battery life, let us know and let us know what version you have, and we'll respond to some of your questions. Yeah, Yeah. and one of the things I wanted to talk about about the Apple Watch is that like most people think. Even like I kind of think like not that many people have it. Like no one really has this use for it. Like it's just such a like a companion thing. It's not even you know, like that popular, but I was going through some like analyst data and the Apple watch has sold 30 million units since it's launched according allegedly. And people are like, Oh, you know, it's such a disappointing like for Apple, but the Amazon echo has only sold 10 million units. And for that, and people are like, that's such a big success for like smart speakers. And it's just like, the way that we think about like these products and like whether they're like a hit or a disappointment is so like relative to like the company mm-hmm. and what they're trying to do. So I think like even though I keep saying like, oh, yeah, the Apple Watch, like how many people actually use it? Um, I think there's a lot more people than we than we think. It's mm-hmm. just not it hasn't become such a mainstream thing. But it, uh, yeah. Tim Cook said that sales doubled this past quarter, presumably quarter to quarter or maybe year over year. I don't know for some, by, by some estimate of his sales, sales doubled. So for, for whatever that <laughs> is, sold two instead momentum. of one. Yeah. Uh, we got a, a comment on uh, periscope from uh, a mono night. Uh, they've got a series one and uh, they say they're getting day and a half battery life. Oh, wow. Uh, that's uh, with, with workout. What? Yeah. What type of workout? Yeah. Uh, what do you, <laughs> <laughs> wow. yoga doesn't so, count a day yeah. and a half. That's really impressive. Yeah. And, and I got to say, I mean, obviously we're in San Francisco. I see them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Bart, yeah. You know, so who, who knows in middle America, you know, like how many yeah. people actually have them. You know what I'm starting to see a lot are the AirPods. Yeah. Like it just, all, I, I see think, a lot too. I yeah. think all of that, all of a sudden, like they all shipped out. <laughs> like after six months, they all got to where they needed to be. And it's just, uh, there's a lot of that. So. And um, that's another thing with an LTE watch with AirPods. I mean, that's like a, that's a standalone little system you can use all weekends. Mm, oh yeah. I mean, you, you, you can leave your phone, you know, hundreds of miles away. Yeah. If you go camping. Listen to music and do whatever you have to do. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, and all three of those products, the Apple Watch, the AirPods, and the um, like the Amazon Echo devices, I would say those are all kind of enthusiast products. Yeah. So, yeah. Or they kind of started out as enthusiast products, but now they're all like seeping into the mainstream. Yeah. And it seems, I mean, it kind of makes sense that the Apple Watch or a wearable device would be the first to kind of like grow from an enthusiast device to more of an everyday device, um, especially as these like entry level fitness trackers were becoming yeah. popular, like just the entry level Fitbit is a step counter. You used to see people wearing those all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And so the Apple watch is kind of a natural step yeah. up from there. If you want a mm-hmm. wearable that can do a little bit more. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, maybe I should get a Fitbit. Like might as well get an Apple watch <laughs> or like they, they do the same thing with, um, 
with like a Kindle, might as well get an iPad. You know, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Fitbit aren't really all that much cheaper. If you you can get an Apple Watch for two hundred and seventy dollars, and if you get a good Fitbit, it's one hundred and fifty. And so we're, we're, we're I mean, there's, there's a big difference there, but it's not like 50 Fitbits are 50 bucks. Yeah. The newest Fitbit can receive uh, notifications, too, from your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and there's there's the perennial rumor that they're going to come out with a Pebble style watch right. that they, you know, with apps and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a, I have a handful of family members uh, that would never get an Apple Watch, but have uh, Fitbits. You know, they're, yeah. they're just all about the, right. the steps. Yeah. Uh, we also got some great uh, comments. Uh, we, we've got uh, Chris B. 19. 1967 uh great year uh uh, i'm thinking of buying a watch but waiting for the increased battery life so Uh yeah he's he's waiting for that over on uh facebook uh sebastian says uh he has a first gen and the battery's still fine Uh, i don't know check it out yeah we've been through a lot you You got a lemon (laughs) (laughs) and then uh a a mono knight wrote back in and said uh he would get the lte because he thinks that uh that that would come in a bigger size so you get a bigger battery you get a bigger screen uh he said he's a larger guy so like you know he he wants a bigger watch face anyway so you know yeah Yeah, that makes sense yeah i mean for i would be very concerned about um the size of on it because i have the 38 millimeter and i i think it fits my wrist just fine i like the way it looks the 42 looks absurd on me so anything bigger than that it would be like Ugh. yeah so. I, know, I, I like big faces too i have, I have a, a fossil founder q uh mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, I like how big chunky faces yeah. so and i mean the yeah i mean uh and yeah it's interesting, but but it's also paving the way too. Like when I think of, an, uh, and by the way, if you're like thinking about getting a new Apple Watch and you're waiting for what's coming out, there's also going to be a non-LTE according to the rumors. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like we're all of a sudden moving just to this different um, LTE that you have to have a, a, a cell plan for. You can still you'll still be able to get just the regular companion Bluetooth device. Um, which is which I think would could pave the wave for you know it's kind of it kind of paved the way for AirPods it mm-hmm. could pave the wave for smart glasses and having just like your iPhone be like a central hub like the nervous mm-hmm. system of all these mm-hmm. different devices that you just wear like smart socks and <laughs> smart watch and smart glasses <laughs> smart hat yeah, I, AirPods are definitely the I mean that's what 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 we have is just like the, the scratching the surface of what they can do with them. They can incorporate all sorts of sensors, health things, and sure. you know as as that product evolves, that'll be a, um, a one of the bigger wearable yeah. products for Apple. I I, I think definitely. Yep. Well, actually, I did a, an Apple sh- uh, an iPhone show about AirPods and like the, what the AirPods the two. awesome iPhone show the you iPhone can find show. on on YouTube and and macworld.com slash video. There we go. The the AirPods too, right? And like, what are those rumors? And one of those things were noise cancellation. But with that, mm-hmm. you can also do noise augmentation or like augmented sound. So yeah. remember we tried those things? Yeah. What were they called? It was uh, the, was it the Hear One? The Hear One earbuds. Oh, we went to a concert at South by Southwest that. and they gave everybody these earbuds to wear. And you could, um, toggle on different sound settings via like a, an app on your phone and it um, distorted the sound in real time and it was it was yeah. really trippy it's, it's like cool. adding like sound filters yeah. to the noise around you so you, like if you're at a concert you can like add an echo or a reverb and it was like really mm-hmm. cool um, but that's such a like 
what would that like audiophile <laughs> yeah uh, nerdy that, but if it was something built into yeah. the airpods which are not marketed as yeah. a you know tool just for audiophiles uh like that would be yeah. pretty neat or if they make um like it, if they open it up um and make like you know an like airpod kit mm-hmm. oh know? yeah exactly when, like, developers could uh, go uh, totally. in and like, create apps for it yeah um, I could see Apple doing that. Yeah. They've been trying to open up most of their platforms lately. Yeah. So they definitely need like a voice kit because they have the mm-hmm. HomePod coming out and the AirPods. They need something like around sound and, and voice and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be announced next year. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first, people. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So we talked about um, the Apple Watch LTE. And then another thing that's coming out in the fall is iOS 11. And people who have been trying out the uh, the betas, the the sixth developer beta came out this week, and along with the fifth developer or the fifth public beta, um, and the big change now that we're sort of reaching the 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 final uh, crossing line is some of the apps icons have been redesigned, which people always sort of seem to notice because they're visual and they're on your phone, mm-hmm. um, so. What, what can you guys tell us? Have you guys looked at the new app redesigns for the app store and the maps? You know, I haven't really noticed them, but yeah. Mike has been pointing them out <laughs> side by side. And then it's like, what? And it's just these subtle changes. But they when you really like compare them side by side, they, they jump out a lot. Yeah. yeah, but most people are not going to be doing that. Yeah. So it's just going to be. Yeah, when, when when iOS 7 came out of here, remember, everyone freaked out yeah. about the color gradients yeah. behind them, and now we don't even care. No one notices them. Well, iOS so 6 to iOS that, 7 was just a huge like yeah. design change in general, and since then it's just been like small tweaks yeah. here and there, yeah, right. so it's less of a uh, the, the one big change is the, the App Store icon has yeah. completely and totally <laughs> lost its character, which is weird. Where it was before, it was the pencil, the paintbrush, and the ruler. That yeah. made the A, which was, you know, a throwback to Apple Works and, you know, kind of, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of kitschy. Now it's just like three popsicle sticks that yeah. intersect to make an A. <laughs> so. it, it reminds me of like an app that you would download if you're like trying to plan a picnic or something. It seems, it looks like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any like sense. a, ra- like a yeah, sort of a like weird... forest, like public park sign or something. Like no, yeah, no, sure no setting up a tent here, you know, it's <laughs> very like flat and stuff. Um, and then the 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 maps, Apple Maps, was also redesigned, and people are saying that it kind of looks like the intersection of the 280 and the new Apple Park. So that there's like a little the, there's a little circle, there's but the, a slight circle. Yeah, but then yeah. people are saying that like the one now for iOS 10 kind of looks like the intersection or like where the 280 crosses um, Infinite Loop, and I don't I like I don't see that at all. I know. I uh, I have never been. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I haven't well, looked at. I, I haven't uh, closely like compared it to a map, but I will afterwards. To I'm also really like that. bad at directions. So I'm probably like doing it the wrong way. But <laughs> they uh, also ever so slightly tweaked the Safari compass needle. Yeah, yeah. but did which, which is a little bit more to the east now. Uh, but is that true though? Because I thought you put them like side by side, and it was they were the no, same yeah, they're, they're no there's it's it's, that it's was the, the exact thickness. same size and shape except it's the needle is moved like two degrees east or something like that what does it mean well <laughs> the new apple park is like exactly one mile east of one infinite loop jesus yeah so that one when Easter eggs. when mike like first pointed it out i was like tearing my hair out like yeah. apple you would do that you would just ever so, so slightly funny. 
to yeah. signal the change that is coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's so extra, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how this sort of reminds me of another iPhone show episode that I did when Instagram redesigned their app. Oh, yeah. Remember that? And people like freaked out. Like that was people were like. It was intense. I mean, people. Yeah. I still hate that. Icon. Yeah, I still I like do. it. Why do you hate I, it? Well, because I I actually like to shoot on old Polaroids and um, you know, the like, like awesome. the the old school you know uh, aesthetic of that. So you know, I, I I get it, you know, but also I love I yeah. loved it. So yeah. I like pink and purple. So I would, <laughs> I'm happy to see that on my. And you know, maybe it would have hurt less if because you know they they released that video showing like you know oh uh-huh. hey here's how we we came across the design yeah. and it was just so up its own ass. I was just <laughs> yeah. like what? And there were some of the ones yeah. that, like through that iteration that I really liked. I was like yeah, oh right? I wish yeah. you could do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there was like a last year there was like a big moment where like. Also, Airbnb redesigned mm-hmm. its app and mm-hmm. Uber, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. all like, "That kind of looks like weird." And like, the, the like, what's the psychology behind like people being so attached to something that's not even like we have no control over it, right? Like at the end, like they're going to change it, they're going to change it, they're never going right. to change it back because yeah. of like public outcry. So it's just because we've become so familiar with our iPhones and like we look at our iPhone screen 46 times a day that like when something switches in there it just throws us off and it's like I oh, think, we, think, think so yeah yeah it's like an instant I mean, thing and it's, we have it's, to, like, it's like this it. just the comfort and familiarity right. it's like it's, it's like it's like it's like an old friend you're losing <laughs> <laughs> yeah goodbye app, app store app <laughs> you will be missed pencil ruler and um paintbrush yeah, right paintbrush yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny um, anything else? Uh, so, Mike, have you been trying the the iOS public beta? Have you been testing it out this summer? I, I've been testing. I haven't been doing it as close. I, I look at it when it, the first day it comes out, and yeah. then I generally get distracted by other things. Yeah, there, there hasn't been anything like super new that yeah. came out. The the biggest change this time around, which I hope they change back, was they took the um, the uh, the auto brightness button uh-huh. out of the display settings and put it in accessibility, which. Yeah could drive people crazy because that i mean yeah i don't like it i I guess some people don't care that's the first thing i do on any new phone i get and i get a lot of them yeah uh, for covering android i immediately turn off adaptive brightness i hate it yeah and if i had a dig for on my new phone to find it like that's just frustrating why would you do that yeah it's just a checkbox yeah there's so that's the biggest annoyance that i've found other than that you know they haven't changed too much over the past five betas yeah so i first installed the public beta like when it first was released to the public and i had to like revert back because like my device was unusable it was so buggy everything would crash and i was like all right and then but now it's now it's i would say it's fine like now it's um and the one thing that i noticed the most is that now you know, there was that big thing where apps wanted to track your location at all times, even when the app wasn't yeah. open. And now, so if you have an app and you launch an app and it's tracking your location, there'll be a blue bar at the top that says yeah. Foursquare or Uber is tracking your location. So then you sort of get this impulse to turn it off. Right. Unless you have a blue bar on top of your phone for like the whole day. So I think it's, um, you know, uh, like a like a privacy thing. And Apple's, you know, some apps are just going to have to you know, work around that or figure out a way to, to use the features that they need the location for, because you can't always have the location turned on. You know, you can either have it when the app comes on or, or not at all or always, and you can't just do one or the other. 
that would be a good setting if the system was smart enough to know, okay, you, you're not using this right now, and but they're still tracking your location. Right. If I'm getting directions or if I'm using it and it's yeah. still giving me the blue bar, yeah, that's that's a little annoying. I, I think the blue bar comes on after you like exit out of it. Right, but you can still own. be using it. Like you might still be right. using it for directions, that's like true. in the background or something like that, yeah. and it's still telling you. Yeah, and I think so. people who use Foursquare just have it on at all times, and they like yeah. automatically check in mm-hmm. to places, yeah. which is like my biggest fear, just being like <laughs> having people know that you've like accidentally like stepped right. into like a McDonald's <laughs> at like two in the morning. <laughs> Jesus, why would anyone do uh, that? Yeah, I, I didn't crazy. know that was an option. Yeah, yeah. so I I use Foursquare and I have it on all the time. What? So it doesn't right now. Yeah, I do. What? And do you have it automatically? check in I places? do not okay. have it automatically okay. check in. Okay. Basically when I'm in and when I'm in a new place for long enough I get a notification where it's like welcome to McDonald's at 2 a.m. Do you want to signal to your friends that you're here and then Busted. you can on my watch I can say like nice. yes or dismiss. Oh so it still prompts you at least. So it prompts me okay. yeah but I, I think that's a feature that I like I said please ask me before you check me in. <laughs> yeah. But I do like it because when I show up at a new place if I'm in a new neighborhood It'll say like, you know, welcome to the mission because you like, you know, cupcakes. Go check out this like sweets shop or this other place or based on like past, you know, places that you visited. We think you'll like these other spots. So it's really handy for traveling. Yeah, totally. Um, but and Apple Maps does it too for like parking. Like it'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, is everyone going to always constantly have this bar across the top of their phone telling them That's something to track your location? You might. Yeah. Well, and then that might change the way I use Foursquare yeah. because yeah. that would kind of drive me crazy to have a blue yeah, bar at yeah. the top of my phone all the time. Yeah, too. Yeah. But then it, it wouldn't work if you have to check it. Like the right. point is that it's like seamless right. and yeah. it's like coming to you. Like it's not all nefarious. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe there's a setting or an option or something they can build into it or yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there'll be an uproar about it if it does release it doesn't make it to the general release. Yeah. So the only time I use an iPhone is to test the camera. Has anyone anything changed in iOS 11 camera? Or is portrait mode now out of beta? Uh is they don't, was portrait yeah. mode ever in beta? Yeah, when they first released uh, it, it was in beta. I think yeah. it's been out for a while. Oh. Yeah, been out of yeah. beta for a little <laughs> while, technically. Uh, the the one thing with photos is that you can, you know, how you can take a live photo. Now you can edit it so that it becomes kind of like a boomerang. Oh, so nice! Like it bounces back, so you can save it. Yeah, yeah. or or do like a repeat. Oh, or, oh, or I get it. Long, I get it. Or do like it. a long exposure too. Mm-hmm. So cool. that's the only thing that I've noticed. Yeah, they they generally wait until a new phone to show you all the cool new camera tricks yeah yeah because part of it is like a hardware iteration right, that's yeah. for sure yeah. cool so on to the next topic uh, more talking more about money and billions and billions of dollars um there was a, an article in cnbc i believe that um sort of revealed that apple has paid oh wait wait now google has paid apple $3 billion to become the default search engine on iOS, um, which seems like a lot of money, but at the end of the day, it's just what's $3 more billion to Google and Apple, right? It's like... What's interesting about it is that that would fall into the services category, which mm-hmm. is Apple's vaunted growth area. <laughs> and that's like half of it. Yeah. 
So what's really growing? Just yeah. just Google subsidies right, right. now. I mean. <laughs> well, so services is it was last quarter they announced seven billion dollars. It was like right. breaking, and the three billion dollars is annually. So it's half of annual, half of a quarter. Blah right. blah blah. Right. But uh, but yeah, right. Like uh, a lot of the when Apple talks about like its services, Apple Pay, Apple Music, and the App Store revenue. There's also licensing fees that right. they get from these. Um, um, other big companies to just sort of um, become baked into the um, iOS ecosystem. Yeah. It is a, it's a shocking number, but I'm sure Google recoups that probably by March. Yeah, I mean, all those iPhones, all those ads, all those people using their services. I mean, three billion dollars makes our heads spin. But to Google, it's that's a couple of days worth of work. Yeah, and like I said, they probably make it back very quickly. Yeah, yeah, if they want to have their service in front of as many people as possible and right, yeah. in the u.s at least like the iphone is the leading smartphone here so it it really it makes sense for both parties too because if yeah. apple wasn't partnering with google like who else would they use as their main search engine bing, like, bing. i mean but they wouldn't bing. do that so they would. Yahoo. And they would yeah i mean for a long time weren't they like i don't know um uh, uh yeah and another thing is that 50 percent of mobile traffic to Google comes from an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So you're right. They do make this money back. You know, I'm sure there's like a formula, a giant formula on a giant (laughs) like whiteboard at the Google Plex being like (laughs) three divided by 17 times four, (laughs) 18 mobile traffic, $3 billion is the right price. How much we'll pay to do this. But then you also wonder like if they didn't pay that, like how many people would just opt into using Google, you know, Mm -hmm. like on their own accord. Yeah. Like they also have people are, they're inherently kind of lazy yeah. and I think they would use whatever Apple put as the default on that's their true. phone. That's true. You know, some would change, you know, you and I and, and, and all of us would change. Yeah. yeah. But the majority, the average person, I'm not even sure they'd even know you could. <laughs> that's a fair point. Uh, anybody out there watching who doesn't use Google as your uh, search engine, let us know because yeah. we, we want to know. I just did a, a quick Google search uh, and uh, uh, it seems like Google has uh, the 81% of the global search locked in. Wow. So, yeah. That's, that's a staggering number. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was uh, second is Bing at, at just under seven percent, and then right after that is uh, Baidu. Uh, oh, yep. yeah, that so. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I actually haven't used Bing in a long time, so right. I it, it might be great. I'm it might sure. be all these licensing fees that Google's paying out to be like on every <laughs> iOS device. Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I, I was going to say something about this. Oh, yeah. So you were talking about like most people would just use the default. And that's totally true because most people just use like the native mail app and the native mm-hmm. maps and the native. Safari. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's like a very specific group of people who you, who like, you know, have to switch to Chrome or like have to use Outlook for like email or like have to keep or like Google Maps instead of and like. And, and, and iOS makes it a little bit harder to sort of use these services in conjunction with the iPhone. Right. Um, you know, the best thing about I've been recently switching to all the native apps and there's like sort of like a like a kind of like synergy between all of it where it's like my calendar events all of a sudden are like showing up or like my email Event. Like if there's an email, there's an event on in my email, it's showing up on my calendar automatically. Yep. And there was like this, you know, this integration that 
you didn't get before if you have all these third party services that don't speak to each other, um, right. even if it's all if it's all Google, right? Even if it's Gmail and Google Maps and and um, Google Calendar, it's still um, those iOS apps. Like they're not very good as a standalone, but as part of the ecosystem, they're they're awesome. And that's one area where Android excels. Like you can change your browser, you can change yeah. your within, within the system and right. still get that integration. And it's you know in, in that aspect, you know Android users have yeah. been pretty pretty good. So, so it's, uh, it's possible like the, the operating system could be able to link all these disparate apps oh, sure. together. If Apple let you change Apple's the just choosing not yeah, to. <laughs> they just won't, they won't let you do that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, do you use the default stuff? Uh, yeah. Leah? Um, a combination. So I actually use a lot of Google apps. Um, I use inbox for my personal email. I use Google maps mostly. Um, I have, Chrome, like the Chrome app, um, but I mostly use Safari. It just kind of depends. Um, yeah. I think I'm I'm one of those people that like I remember the burn of Apple Maps and how terrible yeah. it was, and I think mm. we all do. And like yeah. I just I still don't trust it because yeah. of that. But on the few occasions when I have like accidentally launched Apple Maps and used that, I've been pleasantly surprised. Like yeah. it has improved a lot. Yeah. Um, and the parking reminders are fabulous when I'm like walking away from my car and it yeah. pings me to be like, OK, we put a pin in your right. where your parking spot is. And it's like, oh, hey, that's that's pretty handy. Yeah. And that's something that Google Maps can't do for iPhone users. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you get like an address in messages, it it just automatically goes to Apple Maps. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get the yeah. choice to to do that. So, yeah, yeah but Apple I, Maps has gotten a lot. It's gotten a lot better over the last whatever been four yeah. years or so that it's been. Yeah. Right. And I remember talking about app designs when Apple Maps like did its relaunch with iOS seven. I think right. It was like people were pointing out the fact not only that like the directions were all wrong and like, you know, the Statue of Liberty was like three blocks or like was in the middle of Manhattan or something. (laughs) But like the bridges bridges were melting. (laughs) The icon itself was like you can't turn left on like like that intersection of like 280 or something. It was like you're like driving off the like even the design of it was like not set up to fail. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. So I think that's all the time we have this week. I'd like to thank you guys, uh, Leah and Mike, for joining me thank and talking you. about billion dollar sales and and and, and war chests. <laughs> um, we are live on Facebook and Twitter um, every week on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. 1 p.m. standard or 1 <laughs> p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so check us out. This uh, the video will also be posted on MacWorld.com later on today. And if you want to listen to the audio version, it'll be on iTunes Podcasts and on SoundCloud. Uh, and then one personal bit of news: this is my first time hosting the MacWorld podcast, and it's also going to be my last, sadly, because I'll be leaving MacWorld at the end of the week. Actually, Boo. so. I know. We're going to miss you, Oscar. Yeah. I'm going to miss you guys, too. I've had such a great time talking to you guys, and I'm sure that Leah, Roman, and Mike, you guys are <laughs> going to do such a great job uh, talking about all the things that Apple has in store for the rest of the year. 
Well, and it will it, not be the same. We'll soldier on. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I got to say, I mean, you we started we we started pretty close to to the same uh, time, and, yeah. and my first video here at IDG was with you for these horrible parrot drones. The drones. Oh man, that was a story. That yeah, my first <laughs> video was like an outdoor shoot. You have to learn how to navigate these little tiny drones that we couldn't even turn on the air conditioning indoors because it would like fly away. Oh. And I was like, now do it at South Park on a windy day in. <laughs> San Francisco on video for the first time yeah. learned to oh pilot God. a drone and I was like <laughs> there's no way we can fake this like yeah. this is terrible and then, and then so. yeah you got uh, the iPhone show that, you, that you're going strong at we, we actually batched recorded uh, you know some episodes so yeah. go check them out there so hopefully you know. they won't become uh, like moot by the time <laughs> the announcements come we'll just pull them like no iPhone 8 this year surprise <laughs> <laughs> alright well thank you guys again for tuning in and we'll see you next week bye